we start every day with prayers. Our, our prayers go out for everybody affected by COVID in some way. Our prayers go out for those who have lost loved ones, and especially for the loved ones who have been lost, that the Lord would open his arms and take him into his heaven above. We will get over this. We will get it behind us. I believe this year, 2021, is going to be a resurgence of success and well-being like never, ever before, uh, foregoing all the politics that are going on around us. I sort of want to talk today a little bit and, and maybe drive home why it is so, so important to change the way that we think. I mean, the first thing I want to talk about today is I'm going to bring up the deck clock and I want to go over this thing and, and talk about it and, and some specific aspects of it uh, so that maybe we, we come up with a, a, a really uh, understanding of why it is so, so important to take control of our money and create our own future. Because if you're relying on the government and Social Security and those kind of things to take care of you, it, it is going to be some really tough going. Uh, so you need to recover the payments that you're making to debt. You need to make those payments to yourself and become your own banker. Own your own banking system is what I promote for people. So we talk about the debt in the world. You know, the, the government just yesterday, and, and I know folks, some of you are international, but I'm talking about the U.S. right now. And, and it's interesting because what I'm going to share here about the U.S. goes on in every world around the globe, or every country around the globe, uh, that is a free society and has a central banking system. They are all printing money through the World Bank. And, and the World Bank is on a course to literally take over everything and force us all to be slaves for the rest of our lives. And I'm going to talk about that today. One of those names is the Rothschilds. Now, my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, when I did research for that book, I, I did a lot of research on the Rothschilds. You can look them up. Anywhere you, you know, do a search on, on uh, the internet and find the Rothschilds. Now, you got to dig a little bit to find some of the really deep information. But what you find on the surface is a conspiracy. A conspiracy of this Rothschild family. On one side, the conspiracy talks about they are worth like $50 trillion or more. And they are involved in all of the banking systems around the world. They basically own all of the central banking systems, including ours in America. As crazy as that sounds, but they are it. And remember that this, the cartel, the banking cartel, as I refer to it as, the Federal Reserve in America, they had the ability to print money out of nothing loan it out to the federal government, and you and I, which we are the cash flow of the federal government, our tax dollars end up going to this interest on this money that was created and printed out of nothing. 
And what I want to do is I'm going to share my screen with you today and I want to talk about the U.S. debt clock a little bit. And, and as I do that, so I'm going to share my screen and, and I'm going to share the U.S. debt clock. And I'm going to talk about it. So now when, when I look at this U.S. debt clock and you see my cursor, I'm, I'm going to point out several things here. Okay. This is the national debt. This is, I refer to it as our credit card. It, it is what you and I owe. We have given the government carte blanche and the ability to borrow money and run up this credit card balance. There are no limits on it. There's nobody telling them you can't spend any more money like you and I. You, you, you and I start borrowing money, guess what? There'll be a point where they won't loan you any more money. That is, I believe, going to happen in the future in America. And when it does, it is going to be a huge apple cart upset and a complete reset of the money system in America. So there's 27 trillion, 875 billion, 592 million, etc. That is the debt. Now, if, if we were going to pay that, that equates to for every citizen in the United States, $84,179 per citizen. The next number is per taxpayer. This is debt per taxpayer equals the U.S. national debt divided by the number of U.S. taxpayers, and it's $222,000. So right now, you have a credit card balance you have absolutely no control over. You can't make payments on it. Nobody's making payments on it. In fact, they continue to run up the balance of $222,191 per taxpayer. Now, the next number I want to talk about is over here. So this is the revenue. The federal revenue consists of income tax fees with corporate tax duties and excise tax. So the revenue in the last 12 months was three trillion four hundred and sixty billion one hundred and forty nine million. So our buddies in Washington, our wonderful politicians that we look upon to guide us into the future, have actually spent six. Actually, they spent actually because of the pandemic, eight trillion thirty billion one hundred and forty seven million. They spent four and a half trillion dollars more than they took in. I mean, where, where is the control going to come from? And, and I realize we are in a pickle right now with the pandemic, but I got to believe that the government is capable of picking and choosing on where they're sending money. They do these big omnibus spending bills like the one right now that was pushed through Congress yesterday on $1.9 trillion. I want to see the list of all of the entities around the world that's going to get some of that money. You understand that? There, there, there is money in that 1.9 trillion that is actually going to go around the world. It has nothing to do with bailing you and I out from the pandemic. Now, there's some other interesting numbers on this screen. I'm going to go down here and, and right here, if you can see my cursor, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. See it right there. U.S. Workforce. 2000, there was 
workers in America, people in the workforce. The population in the year 2000 was about 280 million people. Today, the workforce is 150 million, 300,000, 3,000. So that, that, that's less than there was in 2000, but the population in America today is pretty close to 335 million, somewhere in that range. So there's 50 million more people working or living in America, but there's 8 million people less working. Now, what does that really mean? So here's, here's, the, here's the, the equation, the macroeconomic answer. People are living longer. So they're going to need government benefits longer. Get the idea? There are fewer people working as an overall percentage of the population. So there are fewer people paying into the system. People are living longer. And, and, and guess what? The inflation that we don't hear about, they're saying there is no inflation, but the more money that they print out of nothing, the less our dollars are worth. So eventually this inflation thing will catch up. Remember, there are five elements, risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and devaluing depreciation of the dollar. There is another one here I want to talk about, and, and uh, what do I find it here? Median income, uh, new home, here it is, right here. Median new home, in the year 2000, a home average cost was 161801 Today it's 326883 so in 20 years, it has doubled. So 20 years and doubling, that's an average about three, three and a half percent increase in home value. But now we go to the right beside it and, and median income was 35,000 this year. In the year 2000, it was 31,026. Now I will say one thing, these numbers were very, very close to the same up until four years ago. So within the last four years, this is the first time in history that this number has increased by as much as it has. From 31,000 average median income to 35,326. Now, down here on the bottom, if you can see this number down here, this is another interesting number. This is the unfunded liabilities. What is that? That's the promise of future payments of social security the promise of future payments of Medicare Part A, B, and D, pensions for government employees, and pensions for full-time military. So this is basically the promises over decades that our politicians have made, and there's no money to pay for it. So it's $159 trillion in the hole. If you go to the right of that, liability per citizen is $480,000. If I add that to the $84,000 per citizen of the debt, so now we're at $560,000 per citizen. Now, it used to say over here, per taxpayer, they took it off 
in March of 2019 when it went over a million dollars per taxpayer. So I calculate today based on this number and the debt of the government that there is about a million three mortgage on ours, our children's and our grandchildren's future. And you know, we're sitting here watching the government and I don't care which side of the fence you're on. To me, it doesn't matter because all of them are out of control. It's the reason why we need term limits in this country to stop lifelong career politicians because what I'm telling you here is what the lifelong career politicians have done to us. It's just that simple. Now, uh, your, the screen is shared. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up another one. This is called income data. This is a screen to develop maximum accumulation. And, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna follow on this thing and I'm gonna check it out. And I wanna make sure. That it's the same thing. So I don't know where my screen share went. It disappeared. It's up here on the top somewhere. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put in here an illustration period of 35 years. So I'm gonna say that's gonna assume that you're 30 years old today. I'm not gonna look at assets. Well, let's say you've accumulated 100,000 in your 401k and your annual income is $150,000 a year. And we're gonna give you an increase of 3% per year, which is the historical average of inflation. And, and if you look at this graph that just come up here, it tells me that in 30 years or 35 years, when you reach retirement at 65 years old, you will have accumulated 9,169,000. But what is your potential? Now, potential means I'm gonna add on a rate of return. I'm gonna add on a rate of return of 5%. So right now that means all of your paychecks, you don't have to spend it. You just get to save it all. So what is the maximum potential wealth that your lifetime of earnings would create, and it's $21,872,000. Isn't that interesting? Now, that, that looks really wonderful, but let's look at real life now. We know that on average, we pay 40% of that income in taxes. So where'd we go? We went from 21 trillion, down to 13, so how much do we lose? Seven, eight trillion dollars in future wealth. Now debt service in America, Nelson Nash tells me that debt service in America for average is 34 and a half cents out of every dollar goes to interest and fees and, and, and along with costs of debt. So if I look at that, now we've gone down to six trillion dollars. Lifestyle equals out to about 23% of what we're doing. And you know what that does? So now we went from 21 million down to 1,124,000 and, and, and we're saving two and a half percent of our income. Hey folks, th th this is craziness of what's going on. It is so hard for anybody to get ahead. We have been brainwashed into thinking that debt is just a normal way of life. The government is out of control with debt and on and on and on. Now I'm gonna stop there today. 
we'll come back to this in, in the next week or two and, and take it apart and look at it a little bit more and more in depth. But, but right now I want to unsear the screen and, and, and get back to where we were. So I'm going to bring that back over here and I'm going to close that one. I'm going to bring this one back over here. I'm going to get that out of the way. And okay, Tom, how do I unshare the screen? How does that work, huh?